0: All right, everyone, if you could take a seat if you're not already seated and bring your conversations to a close. My name is Zach. I'm the lead pastor here. Again, want to welcome you to church. If you're new with us and if Antioch Dallas is your church home, it is an honor and a joy to get to be your pastor. Uh, we are excited, as Joe said, to celebrate new life today. Um, as a church. And so we're going to do that together. Now, I want to say a few things as we get started. Uh, sometimes when we do services like these, if you are, if you have a child to be dedicated, man, that's exciting. If you're a family member here and you see a child being dedicated, that's a joy and a celebration. Sometimes though, if you don't have a child to be dedicated or you're, you're here and you're part of the church, it's like, I don't know how this connects to me. I just, I want to cast vision uh, to you for just a moment. How this is, whether you have a child being dedicated today or you are a part of our church family, how this is a celebration as a church today. Scripture calls us to rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. And that's what love looks like within the church. And together over the last couple of years, uh, we've done a lot of mourning together through the various challenges that we all have been through. And so it's an opportunity today for us not just to mourn, but to rejoice with our brothers and sisters who are rejoicing. The Bible calls the church not a service or an organization. It calls it the church a family, is one of the things that, one of the words that is used in scripture to describe the church. And so we are a spiritual family. And so whether you have a child being dedicated today or you are just a member here, you're a part of this family, you are a spiritual aunt or uncle, cousin or brother, father, mother, grandfather, you you have the opportunity for us together, along with these parents, to welcome new life into our church and to celebrate them. So we are celebrating the Lord together and we're celebrating one another together. We're rejoicing uh, as we rejoice. And we have mourned over the last two years as we have been mourning together in this season of, of difficulty and trial that we've been in. So who's ready to rejoice? Who's ready to celebrate at new life? and the hope that that brings. That's awesome, I'm gonna share a scripture with you from Psalm 139. I love this passage of scripture and I wanna speak for just a moment to the moms and the dads in the room and really to the whole church. This is David writing uh, to the Lord and he writes, for you God created me in my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. And when I awake, I am still with you. David's writing this this song of praise to the Lord. And he's talking about this truth that's applicable to every one of us and every person on the planet. That every single person is made with intentionality. That God has created every single person in his image. That he's knit every single person together in our mother's womb. That he has formed us and fashioned us. Whether we were planned or unplanned. We were planned in the heart and the mind of God. That we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And the children that we're dedicating today are fearfully and wonderfully made. They are God's handiwork and we want to celebrate that. We're celebrating today that those children, that God has a purpose and a plan for them. That God has a purpose and a plan for every person on the planet. And he has a purpose and a plan for your children. They are not an accident. They are not just a byproduct. They're not just a chemical reaction. They are created by God on purpose for a purpose. And David is rejoicing in that. And we're going to rejoice in that as well. And I want to let that guide us today, but I also want to be very real with you, mom and dad, children, church family, that though we know that, that we are made in the image of God, that God made us with love in our hearts, that God has a plan for us, for your children, for our lives. We also need to be really honest that we don't always live according to that plan. And your children, as beautiful as they are, and as handsome or beautiful as they look in their outfits today, they are not going to be the perfect child. They are not always going to go according to God's plan. And newsflash, mom and dad, you are not always going to be the perfect parent for them, the perfect dad or the perfect mother. And I want to make sure that we see both sides of the coin today, that yes, our children are fearfully and wonderfully made and we want to celebrate them. And yes, God has created them on purpose for a purpose. But I also want to be honest with you that they and you will fall short of that on a near daily basis. And that's not unique to us here in this church, in this congregation. As we look through the pages of human history, as we read the headlines, it's easy to look around and to see over and over and over again that our world is a very broken place. That there are many that are living not according to God's perfect plan for their lives, but going their own way, as Joe shared. That's a story that's common to humanity. Everywhere you look, uh, we experience that. And we experience that if we're honest in those really honest moments. We experience that in our own hearts as well, that we, too, not just them out there. Or or them on the other side of the world or them in that political party or, or them that, you know, do this kind of thing. But all of us fall short of God's plan and his design for us that we live in a broken world and we're broken people. But God, because he loves us so much, he doesn't just leave us in our brokenness. He doesn't just leave us in what the Bible calls sin. He doesn't just leave us to go our own way and reap the fruit of our own choices. God, because he loves you and me and every person on the planet, entered into the story in Jesus. Jesus is God with skin on. The Word made flesh And he came like a healer. He came like a father. He came like a deliverer to save people like you and me, like your children that you're looking at. He came to save everyone. His heart is for the whole world, for God so loved the world that he came. And Jesus lived a perfect life. He lived according to the design of life, the design of God. And yet we as humans, we rejected him. We turned him. We crucified him. We said, we don't want you. We want to go our own way. But he loved us even there on the cross. And what Jesus taught us was, yes, we need new instructions on how to be a good mom and a good dad and build a good family and raise good children. We need those instructions, but we need something far more than just those instructions. We need a change of heart. We need to be transformed, we need to be healed from the inside out, that that thing in us, that we would turn over and over and over again from the Lord who made us, who has a plan for us, that we would turn from that, we need that healed within us. And so when Jesus went to the cross, he died on the cross as a heavenly blood transfusion. That he would take the blood that runs through our veins in a spiritual sense that's corrupted with the cancer of sin and he would give his life, his very life, the pure blood of Jesus, a heavenly transfusion, a heavenly organ transplant that you and I who are so desperate for a new heart and a new spirit and a new way from the inside out might receive it from our healer. Jesus is the doctor who not only wrote the prescription, for healing, but became our prescription on the cross. And when he rose again, he rose defeating our great enemies of sin, of death and Satan, and he rose with life and healing in his arms and for a broken people like you and me with children who are fearfully and wonderfully made, yet incredibly broken as well. He offers us healing, new life and hope. And I want to bring that before you today, that for everyone who would receive him, everyone who would call on his name, everyone who would turn from their own way and receive the healing power of the great physician who would say, Jesus, I want to follow you. I need forgiveness for my sins. Come into my life and make me new. And I want to follow you. I want to follow your way that Jesus restores us young and old, to God's perfect design. And he's not just restoring you and me. He's restoring marriages. He's restoring families. No matter how far off track we might have got, he has come to bring new life and healing. And he's restoring the whole world. He's making all things new. And so as we celebrate new life today, we celebrate that children are fearfully and wonderfully made. And we want to honor the image of God in them. And we want to celebrate with a sobriety that we are going to fall short over and over and again of God's perfect design and perfect plan and that we need more than parenting books and good resolutions. We need a healer. And So we, as the people of Jesus, we're celebrating the healing power that comes from Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. The healing power that comes from following him in discipleship and letting him make us new as dads. Letting him make us new as moms, letting him make our children new, that we might be families marked by the grace and the love and the hope and the peace and the healing power of Jesus. That's what we're celebrating today. So we're going to do that in the way that we normally do. Yes, we have more children to dedicate uh, than we normally uh, do as a church. Uh, Some of that is because of COVID. Some of that is, as uh, Nancy said last week, you have been busy little birds and bees uh, over the past uh, season, uh, what Alex Debrot, one of the musicians on the worship team said, make sure that we're clear uh, when we say baby dedications, it doesn't mean our church is dedicated to making babies. It means we're <laughs> dedicated to committing them to the Lord. So just if anybody got confused on that, when we dedicate these children, what we see in Scripture is that, though, when they grow up, they're going to have to choose Jesus for themselves. When we dedicate children, we're dedicating our way as families, as marriages, as moms and dads, as a church, we're dedicating our way to the Lord himself. We're saying, God, we want to follow you. We want to commit our children to you. We want to commit our parenting to you. And these dedications have power. They're direction setters today. That you're making a direction set with your family and with your child of saying, Jesus, though we are going to fall short over and over and over again, We want to go your way, and we commit this new life to you. So with that, if you are in the first group of families, if you'll come up and find your spot by the gift bags, we're going to celebrate you, and we're going to dedicate some babies. We'll have two rounds this morning, so family group number one, and then we'll have family group number two in just a moment. So y'all come on forward. So good, so good. Okay, so we're gonna do this part a little differently than we normally do. So if you are in kind of wave one or wave two, either one, you're gonna go stand by your family or friends here in the aisles rather than at the front. So if you will make your way to those spots, we're gonna do our uh, dedication there. And there's a reason why we're doing this uh, this way. One, it's just logistic, but two, I think this is such a picture of what the chart shared about kids being planted in the family of God. And so we wanna surround you as a church family as you're dedicating them. So if you'll make your way into the aisles, you're gonna stand there. I'm gonna ask you a few questions here in just a moment. Give you a minute to get there. All right, and so if you will uh, look up towards me, I'm gonna ask you a few questions. I'm gonna ask you these questions and then your response is I do or we do, but this is a prayer of commitment to the Lord. So parents, do you receive this child with gratitude as God's gift to you and your family? Good. Do you commit to each other as parents to create a stable environment in which your child can mature? And will you make a commitment to strengthen your marriage relationship as a part of that stable environment? Good. Do you commit to be parents of personal faith, seeking the Lord and modeling both grace and truth as living examples for your children to follow? Good. Do you commit to lead a faith filled home that seeks to honor God in your relationships and choices for this child as they grow? And do you commit to trust the grace of God to make up for your lack, knowing ultimately that he is their good shepherd? Okay, and then I wanna ask the church to stand up as well. This is a question for us as their church family. And our answer is we do. So church family, do you commit to love, encourage and support these parents and their children as their spiritual community by the grace of God? Awesome. And so what we're going to do now is we're going to pray over these babies. And so if you are near them, I encourage you to lay a hand on. If you're extended back, you can just stick a hand out. We're going to take a few moments to pray over them. And then I will close this in just a minute. So go for it, church. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you for every one of these children. We proclaim over them that they are fearfully and wonderfully made. And we commit them to you. We commit these parents to you, to your love and to your care, to your grace and to your faithfulness, Lord. And I pray for every family here that they would be strengthened for the journey ahead that these kids would be like arrows, uh, Lord, in your quiver, God. And I pray as a church family that we would surround them and we would be the spiritual aunts and uncles, brothers and sisters, cousins that you have called us to be. We commit ourselves to you as a church family in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Okay, you can return to your seat. What we're going to do now, if I can get the worship team to come forward, we're going to close with a song of celebration. All right, so we get the worship team to come forward. We are going to celebrate together with a song, and then we will dismiss. So I know I told you to sit, but really I should have told you to stay standing. Sorry about that. You'll stand up. We're going to worship together. It's awesome. Jesus, just thank you so much for this new life. Thank you for the opportunity as a church family to celebrate with these parents. And we want to rejoice today with those who rejoice and rejoice in your faithfulness, uh, in good times and in bad, Lord. And we rejoice today with the good news of this new, these new lives and these new children in our church family. We love you, Jesus. As the worship team leads us, I encourage you to join in.